Welcome to the Akashic Reading Podcast, presented by AkashicReading.com, the place where you can learn to access your soul's wisdom, or at least stop digging the hole any deeper. I'm your host, Terry Octana, and today we'll be looking at one of the main ways people sabotage their manifesting efforts by manifesting solutions to problems which don't exist. Now, it's not uncommon for me to tell a client they're good or even skilled at manifesting. Sometimes this is just to validate the obvious and make things easier to talk about. It gives the client permission to discuss their abilities without seeming to brag or be egotistical. However, the more common reaction is, What? This is because clients often come to me convinced they're unable to manifest since they can't seem to achieve anything they set out to do from the micro to the macro level, from errands to to-do lists to dreams. However, I can quickly point to a handful of things just in the initial biography they've sent me, which are examples of complex manifestations, just not ones which achieve their heart's desire. They are successfully manifesting just any number of things instead of those. Most people learn to manifest a bit like an athlete preparing for competition. They use their mind to envision exactly what needs to happen what the end result should be, and what their life will be like after it's happened. They engage their willpower to keep those thoughts present and avoid any thoughts to the contrary, as well as wrangling their emotions away from doubt and into positive affirmations and assent, all of which swings the odds of success in their favor. It's not a guarantee, but it removes all the barriers which are within the control of the individual, whether athlete or manifester. Conscious effort and actions work to narrow down external negative factors and smooth the way for success. Once these things are in place, it's a matter of showing up and doing what needs to be done when it needs to be done. If things don't work out, then it's back to the drawing board. In corporate terms, there's a need to do a post-mortem to see what went wrong and what can be done differently the next time to get the right result. Wash, rinse, repeat. Now, this is a valid method of manifesting, and some people have a great deal of success with it. However, most people get very frustrated because its efficacy is spotty at best. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, and often there doesn't seem to be any reason for the latter. They do everything right and still get no results, marginal results, or even disastrous results. In these cases, the reason is often this model of manifesting is mechanical. It sees the external world, all other beings, all other involved parties, as static objects or materials to be used or manipulated into compliance. It's as if the person were on a deserted island where they are the only conscious actor and everything is at their disposal. However, reality is quite a bit more interconnected and interactive than that and so manifestation needs not only to take into account everyone and everything involved with the project, but also the fact the project itself is entering into a symphony of others' manifestation already in progress. Another reason things go awry is this form of manifestation is top-down, seeing intention and willpower as the manager of things, while the emotions and body are treated as employees which need to follow through on the tasks they're given. However, if anyone has come across a situation which is frightening or threatens our survival, such as impending eviction, 
being fired or made redundant, receiving a bill which we have no means to pay, or a medical diagnosis when we don't have insurance, the body and the emotions it generates can overwhelm our intentions in a split second. We can go from independent, intelligent urbanite to red in tooth and claw in the blink of an eye. While it's possible to manifest despite or in the face of such survival instincts and deep fears, these situations are more the exception than the rule. Manifestation occurs through the harmony of our entire being, mind, body, soul, and emotions. The emotions of fear, anger, and threat are some of the strongest, most potent energies we experience in embodied life. Joy and ecstasy are as well, but those ask us to unfold and be centered where the others drive us to act. Hence, we don't do a lot of problem solving when feeling ecstasy, nor do we do more than laugh, hug, and cry when experiencing joy. Clients get confused when I point out their manifesting skills because all discussions about manifesting conflate the means by which manifestation happens and the goal which the manifester is attempting to achieve. If the person can't seem to get a promotion, have a good date, achieve financial success, or meet the right people, they must have a problem with the means they're using to manifest, right? No. In reality, the stuck spot is probably in their confusion about where they're actually aiming, which is rarely at the goal their mind has selected. It can help to think of manifesting like using a bow and arrow. The arrow is the specific means by which we are attempting to achieve the goal. Our ability to manifest is the bow. The bow doesn't care in the slightest where the arrow is pointed or which arrow is being used. And while we may have difficulty drawing the string back, releasing at the correct moment, or keeping the bow taut long enough to target, these are the actual skills of manifesting, these are things we usually figure out early on in our childhood. This is in part what we're learning from our family in childhood, either in a positive way through loving support, encouragement, and opportunities, or through surviving the vagaries of a dysfunctional or even abusive situation. What is manifesting, if not the ways in which we find to escape abuse, survive mentally ill adults, cope with abandonment, discouragement, neglect, or the need to create a false self? Most, if not all of us, are able to use a bow well by the time we're adults. However, the arrows we have may be limited and not the best quality. But the crux of the issue is our aim is terrible. We aim at things we're told we should, things which seem like the target but aren't, and even manage to shoot ourselves in the foot a time or two. One of the most common issues people have with manifesting is choosing a goal which is a solution to a problem which isn't there. For some, this comes from the fact they're living out stories which have been given to them by others, which aren't the truth. If we are the stories we tell of ourselves and our lives, if we write the narrative of who we are, then it's important to evaluate those stories. I have clients who have lived 60 to 80 years never telling a story which is purely their own. Instead, everything about them is a reaction to their parents, their siblings, what was expected, what should have but didn't happen because of whatever. 
This means everything they've manifested has been aimed backwards and to the sides, at others and those lives, rather than forward at goals which would move the client forward on their path or even brought them a small portion of contentment. Others create and play out narratives about the people in their lives and their situation, which have very little basis in fact. They assume rather than ask, try to speculate on what could be, make up stories about why things occur or what people mean, then manifest in order to navigate the narrative which comes into being from this, because most of what they experience is only adjacent to what is actually happening, possible or even probable in any given situation. They therefore manifest solutions to situations and problems which don't exist. This causes them to go through the entire manifestation process, expending energy to draw the bow, knock the arrow or arrows, and fire, just as if they were manifesting their dreams or building out the next phase of their path. And it's not unusual for these efforts to be successful. They find a way to be sure their spouse isn't cheating, but then find their spouse wasn't cheating, but now feels violated, distrusted, or betrayed. Or the process has driven their spouse to cheat since they're being accused of it. Or they figure out a way to manage to make themselves indispensable to their company, but then find this means they will never be promoted. They are dead-ended in their career, and the rest of the field has moved on to other things. Now, I'm not saying we shouldn't be prepared for or capable of dealing with issues as they arise, nor that we shouldn't do a risk-benefit analysis on things before we do them. It's regularly the case we should look before we leap and possibly have climbing equipment, partners, or a bungee cord before we take the last step. However, manifesting preparedness is quite different from manifesting an entire project or way of being for a problem which never occurs or has no basis in the reality of a situation. So rather than beating yourself up one more time for not being able to manifest what you want or looking for another method of manifesting your desires, take a step back to realize you've been and are manifesting rather successfully and have been all along. The problem is what you're manifesting, not how. Check what arrows you're using. What stories have you told yourself repeatedly, which aren't really yours or relevant to you? What narratives do you live out which are holding you back? Are you manifesting things which in the end aren't necessary or which cause problems rather than solve them? Manifesting what you truly intend may be as easy as shifting your gaze away from all the distractions and raising your arms a bit more so your arrow flies towards your best life. And that's all the time we have this week. If you're interested in knowing more, check out my website, akashicreading.com. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please consider supporting it by subscribing on Patreon. You can see all my other offerings and get regular updates about what I'm working on at patreon.com slash Thanks. Bye.